Kristen. And I'm Keontae. And And you're you're listening listening to to the Crafted Crafted Podcast. Well, what's up, everybody? We're back for another episode. Hopefully, you guys are doing great. You've had a great weekend. You've had a great week. Um, You've been successful in whatever goals you've been trying to accomplish. Yes, all Um, that. (laughs) Yeah, hopefully, you've just been all around good. It's Um, been an interesting week for us, right? (laughs) It's been a real interesting week. The first interesting thing is, uh, for those that are listening, if you're like in a different city or a different state, um, we're based out of Southern California. So over this weekend, we had uh, Tropical Storm Hillary um, make landfall in Southern California, um, which it was categorized as a hurricane as it was um, like in the Gulf of Mexico or on the coast of Mexico at first. <laughs> so it's just really been interesting because this is the first um, this is the first like real big tropical storm to make landfall um, in California. I think they said this has been what, 94 years and so and it you, was like nothing. Yeah, Literally, so, it was like but the, nothing. But the funny, the funniest thing about it though is that you had like Californians really divided. You had people that was either a like in fear of their lives, like oh my god, okay, a hurricane is coming. I gotta stock up on all my water. Like I went to the store to go get something. My mom was watching the kids for the weekend, so I went to the store to go get like some snacks and stuff for them to be over at my mom's house. And bro, the store was packed. It was like almost like COVID over again. Was all the um, stuff empty? Was everything gone? Not or what? everything was empty but enough of it was gone like the water like the water was empty when i was in there like the guy was trying to restock the water or whatnot it was just a long it was long lines in the store because everybody was like panic shopping it was but i just you know what i think is crazy like the fact that the hurricane was only supposed to be two days like what do you need all that stuff for you know well like that's why i was telling you like you know people people out here were going off of like when hurricanes hit like places like florida or like new orleans or something like that oh like we was gonna be trapped under for like two weeks yeah like like normally like when big hurricanes hit like those gulf city those gulf states those southern states like the hurricane will last like a couple of days or so or you know three days or so but it's like so devastating that it's knocking out like the power it's knocking out you know if it knocks out the power so that means like the water plants don't run um some of those cities are like built in bowls especially like new orleans that's why like katrina katrina was a big bowl of gumbo huh yeah katrina was a big thing because like new orleans is literally like the city is situated at the center of like the bowl of a bowl so when the levees broke that's that's why you got that crazy flood but people in california were just acting like you know like oh my god it's it's gonna make landfall it's gonna be something we've never seen before even my wife my wife is low-key tripping no but... the only reason i was tripping is because literally <laughs> she, was, we got... she was watching tiktok and no stuff like it that. wasn't that i was watching tiktok it was that what we was got it? on the freeway uh-huh. and when we got on the freeway there was like literally nobody on the freeway so i'm like dang should i be panicking and so I'm like, dang, it's really nobody on the freeway. So that's the part that tripped me out. Like, I'm just like, oh, my God, why is nobody else out? You know, mm-hmm. like, why? I was just like, OK, like if everybody am I the, am I not panicking and I should be, you know? So that's what it was about for me. So that's oh, okay. why I was panicking. You did not see me run into nobody's store. No, no, you no. You wasn't doing me, that, but you, you were like more so just like worry. Like, you did like, not see me stocking up on any water or nothing like that. You didn't see me like, oh, let me make sure we get our candle burners. If I was really panicking, I would have had everything prepared. Listen, because one thing about me, my type A personality, I'm, I am ready to go, okay? Mm-hmm. And so I think the part that made me panic as well as like, 
oh my gosh, am I not prepared and I need it to be prepared? You know, kind of thing. I'm like, if everybody else is panicking, am I supposed to be panicking? And so, you know, it's kind of like that for me. Yeah, but I mean, as what y'all trying to tell you, I was like, girl, once the once it makes landfall in Southern California, I was like, since it's closer, since it really the epicenter was in Mexico, uh, where like originating where it got strongest, and I was like, the first place it's gonna hit landfall is gonna be like San Diego and its counties next to it. I was like, once it gets to landfall, us living like in the Inland Empire. If it does get to us, the most thing we're going to see is, like, heavy rainfall. You know, maybe in, like, Temecula area or something like that. You might get, like, some flooding or whatnot, which Palm Springs did. Um, Palm Springs got hit a little hard. Yeah. But, but once it got, you know, once it got close to us, just like I said, like, I was like, it's going to be just rain. You know, and it dissipated, which, like I said, it was crazy. But it was it was a lot of people just panicking because, like, even I tried to go to Bed Bath & Beyond. Or not Bed Bath & Beyond. I'm like, ain't they bath, out of business? Bath & Body Works to go get you some soaps that were on sale. And all of the stores is closed. They said, we're closed due to weather. But really, it was, like, just kind of like, it was like a normal rainy day that we get in the winter. Yeah, it just rained all day, but it wasn't, like, too bad. But, you know, in some places that it was bad was, like, Palm Springs. They had a lot of flooding and stuff. I mean, I don't think anybody died or anything, but it was a lot of flooding. And so, you know, I was watching the news and stuff today at my mom's house. And so I was kind of, like, you know, a little shook about that. But, you know, overall, though, it was just, like, another rainy day. Yeah. But yeah, so what was interesting for me this week, though, or different for me, is that um, we finally had the funeral of my brother. I know um, we've mentioned it on previous podcasts. And so, you know, it's just been um, a challenging week and a challenging few days. And so it's just hard trying to, you know, really manage my emotions and come back and keep the right perspective you know Mm -hmm. and so you know it's just something that i am working through so anybody that's been praying for me i just pray that you continue to pray for me you know as i'm working through my emotions and my feelings and my grief process and all that so yes yeah well i think i mean the most important thing is that you know you just come to realize that it's it's a process it's exactly what you said because i think oftentimes like People think of, you know, grief and, like, when bad things happen, they think of it as just, like, kind of in a, in a moment capsule. Like, okay, I'm going to feel this way for maybe, like, a couple weeks or so, then I have to move on. But, you know, grief is just really a process. Like, there's really no time stamp on it of, like, how long you're going to be processing that or, you know, if it's even ever going to get better. But it's just something that you just continue to work through. It's something that you just continue to feel. Um, it's a normal human feeling. And, um just work through it, you know, with the people around you that, that love you and they're going to help you work through it. So, yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So let's get into, Oh wait, 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 before we what? do that, we got to do our, uh, Oh, you starting a new little segment. We yeah. doing a let's get deep segment. Well, this so, is just a question. This is just a, one of, we have a, we have a game of, like a game of cards of questions. Um, and it's called let's get deep. So I'm going to pull a question out or pull a card out. It's going to have a question on it. I'm going to read it. And then we're going to ask it. It's a random, a random card. Okay. So. <laughs> Today's card is, what's your favorite memory of us together? Mm, my favorite memory of us together? Um, I don't know. You go first. I got to think. We've had so many memories. I don't know if you could think of yeah, those we, right I now. Yeah, I mean, man. <laughs> it's like literally, literally 13 plus two not years. Not even that. Yeah, about 15 we've been years. together for 15 years. 
like, whoa, we're 15. almost we're almost to the point of the age that we met each other. That's yeah. the crazy part. Um, but I'll say right off the bat, like a favorite memory of mine of me and you together. Probably be when we traveled to uh, we traveled to Paris. I was just thinking that we might be we we, we might we're probably it. gonna say the same thing when we traveled to Paris, right? Um, we were, we stayed in Paris for a couple of days and then we we're gonna fly to Italy, right? And so our plan was to we were in our hotel and it was the last day and we was like the next day we were gonna fly to Italy, and I was like, oh, it's cool. I'll just early in the morning I'll just get us an Uber and then we'll take the Uber uh, down to the airport. <laughs> and then I looked it up, right? Just in the middle of the night. And I was like, let me just make sure like how the Uber works out here. And literally it wasn't really showing any drivers. And I was like, bruh, if we miss the plane, like it's one thing missing a flight in America because you still in America. And you know what I mean? So I was like, bruh, if we miss this flight, like I don't know what's going to happen or how we going to work that out or whatnot. So we literally... In the middle of the night in Paris, France, got dressed, got up, got our bags, and we rushed down to, like, the last train, the last, like, metro, their metro system, the last train that was headed to the airport. That's your favorite memory? Hold on. Let me get to you. Why it's my favorite memory is because, like, we got it. We we, we was hustling, got on that train, and I don't know if you remember when we were taking the train that whole time. First off, we had to take that train to the airport, and our plane, our flight didn't leave until that morning, so we literally had to sleep in an airport. Well, we you well you I think you slept a little bit. I was awake for most of the time, but that's a terrible memory. It's not a terrible memory for me. I thought me you were going to talk about the trip in general, but no, the trip was beautiful. The trip was great, but why that was a favorite memory of mine is because like you really get to the nitty gritty of like, bro, like I'm really like sharing a life with this person. Here I am mm-hmm. at two. Here I, I am wanna, at. I don't want to share that moment. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> here I am at two in the morning in a whole foreign country. We are rushing down the street giggling laughing trying to catch this train so that we can get to our our flight and we don't miss our flight and i remember if you remember like the whole like train right there i mean we was just giggling and laughing we was making music freestyling making music and all type of stuff um but yeah it's just like it just puts me in the mode of just like man like this is really the person that i'm spending my life with like this is the person like this is my ride or die like we are sitting here hustling together. We're together. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not doing this by myself. Um, we're together in this. And Wow, that's so romantic. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's, that's um, one of my favorite memories of what I can think of off the bat. That's not my favorite memory. I wasn't going to say that. I was just thinking about the trip in general. But listen, I don't want to sleep in no airport with nobody. Like, I don't want to sleep in an airport with myself. Like, that was not comfortable. Unless they have a bed, then I sleep in the airport. You know you know how they have those airports with the hotel? Mm-hmm. That's the airport I want to sleep in But it's not hotel. about being comfortable. It's just about the memory, the experience. Mm-hmm. Like, this is something we can tell our kids down the line. Like, man, me and your mom have to... We had to rush. We almost missed our flight. We didn't spend the night in the hotel. We were like, we were, I mean, spent the night in the airport and we were like, kind of like low key, like wandering the airport, like going into different and places. And they had homeless people up in yeah, the Yeah, that airport. was, that's what was different about mm-hmm. another country. No, thank you. The homeless people, they would come into the airport and like set up shop, like in the terminals when they aren't in use. So I thought that yeah, was that's, interesting. Yeah, that's a beautiful <laughs> thing that they, they allow them to, uh, you know, use the airport. But listen... No thanks. I don't. <laughs> I don't want to sleep in nobody's airport again. And now, my favorite memory—it has to do with traveling too. 
Any anything with the beach, I love like beach memories. I think you're not on vacation unless there's a beach somewhere. That's mm-hmm. just my personal philosophy. And so my favorite memory would be like recent. It would probably be um, being at the Surf and Sand Hotel for two days in Laguna Beach, and it just felt like I was in a different country, but I wasn't. That was probably my favorite memory, just because you know, like it's just relaxation like we hadn't been anywhere in a while we hadn't been without the kids in a while and so that's probably um one of my most recent favorite memories other than that it would be like riding bikes on the beach or our electric things electric scooter bike things i don't even Mm -hmm. know what they're called riding that on the beach having a dinner on the beach or whatever on the beach in the dominican republic on the beach anything with the beach is my favorite memory so yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that's interesting. So now can we get into our segment? Yep. All right. We spent 15 minutes playing, but <laughs> I'm so funny because I'm really serious about the timing of things. And like, it's like a thing for me. Like, I'm like, no, we can't go past this amount of time. So anyways, um, our first topic, we were, we, um, kind of said that we were going to talk about love languages on the last episode. What do you think about that? Should we tackle that today? Oh, yeah. Okay. And so, um, babe, what is your love language? My love language is physical touch. As y'all can hear from the last episode, our um, sex, money, and communication series, the last episode was about sex. Um, my love language is definitely physical touch. So how do you define physical touch? Physical touches, I mean, of course, it doesn't just um, relate just to, like, intimacy and, and, like, sexual things, but, like, I'm a, like, I like to hold hands with you. I like to just, like, you know, be close to you, like, feel your body heat, you know what I mean? I like to, I'm a, I'm a, like, I'm a kisser. You're not so much, like, especially in public, like, you're not so much, like, a a kisser in public, like, you're kind of still shy about that. Not that I'm shy about or you it. Just I just don't think it's. I don't know. I, I don't know. I think <laughs> I, I, you guys are gonna be. You guys are gonna be like, oh my gosh, so immature. I think kissing is like weird. I don't know. I'm kind of a different person, so yeah, you guys have to excuse very... me. But kissing is just like I don't know. It's kind of gross and kind of weird. Like, like the fact that somebody's mouth is touching your mouth, it kind of disturbs me. And so I start like over analyzing and overthinking it. And so that's just really why. I'm not necessarily a kissing person. Now, if I'm naked in heat, then that's oh different. <laughs> this girl gave birth to a whole three kids of mine, and she be tripping about kissing. Ain't that funny? I don't think it's funny. I think <laughs> funny. I think a lot of people might think kissing is gross because the human mouth carries like more germs. I think than oh, like any part what? of the body, and so it just kind of freaks me out a little bit. I don't know. <laughs> okay. It don't matter how much you brush your teeth and stuff, but yeah. Anyway, so. Hugging. What about hugging? Do you like hugging, kissing? I just like your body up against mine, like cuddling. I like it all. Okay, so you like the all parts of of physical touch. I like touching you. Like my thing is like you already know. Like when I get in bed at night, I can't fall asleep without like touching you. Even if I'm like on the other side of the bed, like my hand always like reaches out and like touches your leg or something. Like I just have to touch you to know that you're there, pretty much. Okay. So yeah, physical touch is one of the love languages. And so as you could, you know, surmise that it's when people 
like to be hugged, kissed, cuddled, all that good stuff. And so somebody whose love language is physical touch is going to want those things. And likely that's going to be how they, their primary way that they show love. And so sometimes you might be like, dang, I don't feel love. But then they always hugging on you, kissing you, hitting your booty, you know, um, wanting to touch you while you're sleeping or touching a, a part of your body, you know, like you're put, playing footsies and stuff like that, having their thigh against your thigh or touching your thigh while they're driving. And so, you know, you might see those things and that's really a way that they are showing their love. And so um, some of the other love languages, I'll do mine at the end because I have a few, honestly. Um, words of affirmation. Mm-hmm. Um, do you know what words of affirmation is, babe? Yeah, it's just building your person up. Like, you know, it's like it's it's building your person up and like encouraging them throughout the day. Like, oh, you're just you're such a great mom. Like, I just appreciate everything you do for the family. Like, oh, my gosh, you you know, you going out for a new job like you can do it. Like, you know, what I mean, like you got this in the bag. You're the smartest person I've ever met. Yeah. So, yeah. So it's just basically a verbal acknowledgement of your affection. So, like. You know, telling them I love you, giving them compliments, giving words of appreciation or or encouragement, like you said, sending texts or, you know, writing cards with like, you know, those are the people that really value the cards and the words that you say Mm -hmm. and all of those things. And um, yeah, so that's one of them. Quality time. So quality time is obviously a person who wants you to spend quality time. So this is like active quality time this is active listening eye contact this is not we both on our phones and stuff like that this is like you're fully present and you are prioritizing them at that moment and doing um something together without distraction without tv without phone screens and all that kind of stuff and so you're having like meaningful conversation and all that good stuff so then we have acts of service. So acts of service is when um, basically your person goes out of their way to make your life easier. So it's like, you know, they bring you um, soup when you're sick or, you know, like they see that you didn't get to the dishes last night. So what do they do? They did the dishes for you. Um, they know that you like your uh, water every night. So they get your water for you. Or, you know, they know that, um, you know, whatever chores and they do your chores, they fill up the gas, stuff like that. And so that's one of them. Um, the last one, other than physical touch, which we already went over, is gifts. So gifts is pretty mm-hmm. straightforward. Like, you know, that's somebody who likes the visual, tangible, um, tangible um, expressions of love. So like you know, a present, like, but it has to be like, it can't just be any present. Like, Oh, I just want to give you anything. It has to be something meaningful, something with a thought behind it, something maybe that the person had been talking about. Like it has to be carefully reflected and deliberated upon. So you can't just be like, Oh, I'm just going to get her this. Like, no, you, you know, or I'm just going to get him this. So it's like getting him. Um, he's been talking about these shoes for a while. So you get him those shoes or you know his favorite snacks are so you get him a whole thing of his favorite snacks you know he liked lotto tickets so you pick up lotto tickets for him so with all that being said what do you think is my love language i'm putting you on the spot well here's the thing about love languages um love language your love language evolves mine really hasn't evolved i think like most men their love language low-key is be physical touch, but as we get as I get older, we'll see. But um, yeah, love languages evolve. And so right now, 
I think your love language is somewhere in between. I think it's between two. Number one, I think it's uh, quality time and okay. acts of service. Okay. So, yeah, that's actually just about right. And it's so funny that he said that they changed. So, my love language used to be words of affirmation, and I used to really crave, like, the being affirmed. Tell me I love you. Tell me you love me. Tell me I'm pretty. But now I've gotten to the point, it sounds crazy, but listen, I already know I'm pretty and I know I'm loved. Do you feel me? Like, I don't need anybody to tell me that. And so I feel that about myself and I could look in the mirror and I could literally affirm myself. And then I just feel like when you know who God is, then you know your value. And so I already know I'm valued because God is my father and he loves me, you know? Mm-hmm. And so Amen. that, I, you know, not to get all preachy on everybody, but that's just the truth of the matter. So I kind of feel like I don't necessarily need words of affirmation. Now I do like quality time, especially cause we're in a busy part of our lives. And so I think that's, um, part of it and so you know i like a uh, distraction free time uninterrupted time where i'm prioritized where someone makes plans or we make plans together or we're creating a memory together and things like that and so you know i do really value that and then um um work uh, not words of affirmation access service so i do oh my gosh it's funny because that is one of the ways you show love is by doing things for me, I've noticed. Um, oh, yeah, and definitely. it's it's not on it's not a daily thing necessarily, but it's like more of like when you have time or when you uh, really have thought about it. But I, I don't know. Acts of service really, truly. And it used to never be that, but it makes me truly feel loved and valued. Um probably equally to quality time and so i just am about that i just feel like it should be about that action talk is cheap at the end of the day Mm -hmm. and so you know when things are handled like when my gas is filled up but you do that anyways i feel like most men are do that but like when my gas is filled up when my water is here when um i've been trying to get to something and it and it's already done if i had a list that i'm trying to get to like like if I've been wanting the garage clean for a while and the garage is clean, if you know that I wanted a housekeeper and you had the housekeeper, you know, mm-hmm. like things like that fill my cup up. And so I was going to say the way that um, that somebody wants their love language is what people should strive to do. And so there's going to be a way that most people tr- show their love language and it might be um, your own kind of thing. Yeah. So like I might do acts of service, which really I don't necessarily sometimes but not as much but um how they want love is how you should show love so since he likes physical touch if i was to you know grab his face and kiss him in public then he's gonna feel loved or you know whatever Mm -hmm. but how do you you think i show love the way that you want love oh i mean physical touch or or how do what is that not maybe i shouldn't say that what's the primary way i show love um, yeah, I mean, I feel like it's that, um, really you show love, you show love and physical touch when I, you know, when I definitely need it or whatnot, but also, you know, you're like your touch, like touching you, like it's kind of, uh, different. Cause yeah, I have like, a lot of sensory things. Yeah. You got, a lot, you got a lot going on. I- <laughs> <laughs> you got a lot going on. So it's like, I'm not getting, I'm not getting like all the touch I want, but 
I'm satisfied to a degree because I know how you are. You know what I mean? If yeah. that makes sense. You know your partner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, because um, I get touched out. Yeah, but then aside from touch, like, I think that you're like a great gift giver. You know what I mean? Oh, and I, I love, like, and I, I like gifts too. Like, for instance, gifts. like right now, like one of my favorite gifts, which just people be like, what? That's a that's your favorite gift? Um, like, I like little practical things. And you just got me like this. Um, I wear like, I'm an avid Apple Watch wearer. Like, I'm tracking my steps. I'm I'm doing my exercises. He's an Apple like, fanboy, for like, sure. You know, I, I always got it on. And she bought me an Apple Watch charger that, like, fits on my keychain. Like, it's real small. And it charges my whole watch out through the day. Because, like I said, I'm literally using my watch. So, when I'm using my watch, like, my battery is draining more than, norm, than a normal person is. So, you know, when I'm at work, like, sitting down, I can just charge my watch from my keychain, which is for crazy. Me. Two points for me. Um, but, yeah, so, you know, and I think in the midst of, like, where the areas where, like, I feel like I'm not getting that, you know, that touch that I want, the gifts come in. And it's a nice, suppl- you know, supplication <laughs> or um, a, nice, a nice substitute. He said, I like the gifts, but give me the booty. <laughs> Hello. Throw them cheeks He's one the time. He's the worst. It's the absolute worst. That's okay. what I'm talking about. But yeah. But I, no, I mean, but you know, I mean, it, mainly it is what it is. But like I said, I think the most important thing, though, is like, a, just like you said, you hit the nail on the head is like learning your spouse and knowing that, like I said earlier, with love languages, they can change. For example, my wife's love language from the first year that we got married is going to be probably totally different now in year 13. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which Yours it is. Yours is the same. <laughs> yeah, I mean, mine is the same. Mine I, literally like said, fluctuates already, up and you down. You already know about me. Mine yeah, fluctuates because we like could act. Touch. Oh, my goodness. But I dun, do dun, love. Dun, dun. Oh, my gosh. I mean, that was a little bop, too, I, with Marianne hat. Uh, well, Marianne, he's a different guy, okay? <laughs> But yeah, so I for sure like gifts too. If I could add a third one up in there. Honestly, I like all of them. I just don't really need words of affirmation anymore. Yeah. Like I truly don't. I like I love myself enough to where But yeah, but but <laughs> like I said, but it's it's really imperative that you understand like how your relationship evolves. They, they it's always the cliche thing where not even cliche cuz it's true, but like your relationship and especially your marriage like it goes through seasons. And you know, your the love language has changed too and really man for the fellas because i think it's harder for men i don't know i don't know what it is about us but i think it's harder for men to really like you know really fit into the mold and like really noticing like when the love language has changed or just even how to you know speak your love language in the right manner you know so i'll put it i'll put it in like sports terms for my fellas yeah that might be listening oh you know my what i mean gosh. like let's go to football since football is about to start yeah i mean when you got a defense you can either run a man defense where your defender is on that one person and they're following them the whole time or you can run a zone defense where you got different defenders in different zones and if a def- and if a, you know somebody comes into their zone then they're on that person so just like in there you have to adjust you know what I mean, depending on what team you're playing and their strengths. The same thing in your marriage. You I'm gotta, lost, y'all. Yeah, the same thing. My fella's going to get it. The same thing in the, in your marriage. You got to adjust and really recognize which way and which route your wife is going. You know what I mean? Or in this sense, which route is her love language is going now. But can't and she just you, tell you? Well, I mean, <laughs> most women are like kind of subliminal, low key, like... Y'all, y'all be like the the air conditioning could be down to six, and you'd be like, "Ooh, it's it sure is cold in here." Ooh, but that you that know, has blah, to blah, go. Blah. Instead of just saying like, "Can you can you go turn the air down?" Yeah, <laughs> but that has to do more with the style of women. I could go, I could do a whole podcast on that. 
of the uh-huh. direct and indirect communication. It just has to do with how society is and the roles that are placed on women, why we communicate that way. Anyways, but yeah, but so, that's a tangent though. Yeah, but see, but see, like I said, some women might be able to just tell their partner, like, you know what, my love language is X, Y, and Z. For others, it might just be he has to read her, read her, he has to read her. But I think that a couple should just ask in a relationship. I don't think you should have to read somebody. Like I think you know, as a mature couple, you should be like, hey, what's your love language? Let's take this love language test. You know, like what do you need from me right now? Mm-hmm. And I think those are conversations that should be had because you know we ain't nobody's a mind reader, and so I do like that. You know, let's interpret and stuff. But however, let's just cut the middleman out and let's just get straight to the punch. You know, mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. A I mean, little bit. It makes things easier because who wants to be guessing, you know? Well, I mean, it's not necessarily guessing. It's just, like I said, you, you're you learning your spouse. You know what I mean? But wouldn't it be easier to learn yeah, by I just mean, asking? I think communication is a good component of that, but also... I think it's the main component. Yeah, but also you, but also you just got to... Like, for instance, I know you. Like, I can see... I can tell, like, if you're walking around a house and, like, something is bothering you or you're getting frustrated and agitated. I don't have to ask you because I've learned you. I've studied you. I mean, you're like, you know what I mean? I still gotta research. ask you. Yeah, you're my research project. <laughs> you're my research project. Like, I'm I'm constantly learning you and constantly studying you day in and day out. Yeah, I mean, that's, you know, that's what you should do with your spouse. You gotta know how your spouse ticks. I'm not saying that you shouldn't have communication because that's a good, great component, but I think they can work, I think they can work in tandem with each other. Okay, I could go for that. Tandem, tandem, tandem. So, study your spouse and communicate. Yeah. Together. I like that. I like that. That's good. Because, you know, sometimes there should be things that are just obvious to you from looking at your spouse and, and you should be able to figure it out. So yeah. I, I, I agree with that. I mean, like I said, another sports analogy. If y'all playing go, if you and your team is playing Golden State Warriors tonight, you already know that Steph Curry is going to be trying to shoot from the arch or whatnot. But then there's a certain way you have to defend him. You know what I mean? And so you could, like, you know what I mean? You could just go off in your brain and say, well, I know he's going to do this and I know he's going to go there. But then if he keeps scoring on you, your coach might have to talk you up and be like, hey, man, look, when he, you're going to have to do X, Y, and Z, post up here. You know what I mean? They're going to try to set the screen here. Then you come back around. So that's why I said it works in tandem. You got to know what the person is going to do and how they tick. But also, you got to have that communication. You know what I mean? And, and, and really get it down you are losing me with these Bruh, sports, it, with it, these ain't sports for you. it ain't for you it's for my it's for my dogs out there y'all get it okay let's <laughs> let's hope there's some dogs out there listening <laughs> i'm cracking up okay so we have talked for 30 minutes about in our uh, marriage um uh segment or our forever segment so let's segue into our roots and bloom segment which is our parenting segment However, I have something to segue, a, a starting question to like, you know, help us into this topic. And so um, what ways have you um, done self-care in the last, you know, couple months? For myself? Yes, self-care itself. Um, I think for me, it's kind of, I think self-care has been a little bit harder for me um during like these past couple of months i have been you know i have done a couple things in self-care really like one of my favorite like some of my favorite pastime i'm a cinephile so you know you and for father's day you bought me a movie pass an unlimited movie pass so that's really kind of my self-care and get away just to be by myself oh excuse me just to be by myself and um you know just taking in a movie and you know i mean that couple of hours just away it's just relaxing, you know what I mean? So I've been doing that. 
um, in the beginning of the month, like I was getting up uh, early in the morning. I was going, you know, swimming, doing a couple of laps before like I had to go to work. That was a good self-care or going okay. for a walk early in the morning. Like I do like a two mile walk. Um, that's been a form of self-care. And then music is always like my go-to self-care stuff where I just isolate myself and I'm trying to like discover new artists, new, new sounds, so on and so forth. Okay. Um, but I think it could be, I think my self-care could be better. I just, I think as a man too, which this is, this could be another whole nother episode or the topic, but <laughs> just in summary, like, I think as a man, I think it's, I think it's harder for us to really get into that self-care space because we always feel like we have to just turn that man on. You know what I mean? Like we have to be like, I got to be there. I got to do this. Pause. I got to do. Turn know, that man on. Uh, <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> You know what I mean? Uh, turn that man gene on, you know what I mean? That he-man gene. Like, we always feel like we got to be somewhere. We got to be present. Um, you know what I mean? We got to... I can't... I don't got time to sleep because I got to be the provider. You know what I mean? Whether it's like, work, I got to work a, a double shift or something like that. Like, I got to put in these hours. Yeah. And I think it's... For men, it's harder for us to really just fall back and just, you know, let ourselves go and relax. But it's imperative that we do because... Yeah, you know I mean, if we don't, we could just combust and just become a bomb, pretty much. Yeah, and you know, it kind of ties into love languages as well. And your love language is a way that you could do self care as well. And so you might think to yourself, physical touch. What am I supposed to do with physical touch? You know, am I supposed to hold my own hand, hug myself? No, but like exercise, you know, is a way that you could do physical touch on yourself. You know. Um, doing yoga and anything that has to do with the body and all those things, even give yourself a pat on the back, you know, things like that. So those are ways that you could show yourself self-care, how you lotion up your own body, you know, things like that. Um, massages. And so there's different ways you could do self-care that ties into the love languages. So my self-care, um, I'm trying to figure out how I can spend quality time with myself. I love going places alone. Okay. Mm -hmm. I like going to get food alone. Oh, that's my favorite. I took a trip alone recently. Um, well, kinda, it was, it was for a school site conference, but I loved, loved, loved that. Um, yeah, you was gone for five days. Right. Like me here with these kids. Access service. And so access service is just taking care of myself, you know? Um, Cleaning my own room is an act of service to myself. Not that that's necessarily self-care, but you know how like you feel frustrated sometimes if you're if there's a lot of clutter. So organizing things is a way of self-care for me. Cooking um, is self-care for me. Taking baths is self-care for me. And so um, I was just I mentioned this because today with the kids that we made foot baths for them and so I thought that that was like you know that was kind of like a light bulb went off like okay like you know how we take care of ourselves is basically how our kids are going to take care of themselves mm. if we prioritize the fact that we have value we love ourselves we deserve rest we deserve breaks you know then they will value those things as well but if all they see us doing is pouring 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 then they're going to do that same thing. And so they all had a little foot bath with the Himalayan rock salt and the rose petals and the bath and body work soap and the warm water. And so it kind of just did a light bulb moment for me. And so I kind of wanted to talk about um, loving on our kids, how we could teach them to love on themselves and um, 
kids love languages, basically. Mm-hmm. And so let's start with, um, what do you think are our children's love languages? All three of them. Um. Well, uh, right off the bat, August's is quality time. August likes to like. He just needs a t- like. He just like yearns for attention. If that makes sense. Okay. Like so, he like his quality time is like he wants you to do stuff with him. Like especially like for me, he'll always ask me to like build stuff with him. Whatever like gadget toy he got, or he's always just trying to figure something out. He wants me to figure something, figure it out with him. Okay. Oh, now, but yeah, and then he always tries to like be up under you. So physical um, touch and so, quality time. Yeah, so physical touch and quality time That's what definitely I thought for too. him. I agree. Um, autumn is definitely. Autumn is probably words of affirmation and gifts. She likes getting stuff, likes getting some new stuff, and she likes for you to just affirm her. Tell her, like, she's doing a good job, how you like, how she did something. Yeah. Um, okay, I got I got a little I got a little different for Autumn, but okay. okay. And then Josie, psh, all she wants is strawberry milk every day, so I'm not really sure. What hers is? <laughs> if that's, if it's gifts. Because the girl is crazy. She's two years <laughs> old and crazy. Um, yeah, I don't really, I can't really put a finger on like really what her level. I mean, it might, it might be, um, it might be physical touch too because yeah, she's always asking, yeah, she's That's always asking me to say. hold her. Oh, what not? Or, touch. yeah. If yeah. there's time, but there's times like where she doesn't even want to be touched, especially by Autumn in August. Oh my gosh. Stop, stop, Autumn. Don't touch me. Yeah. But she always she wants likes me to physical pick her touch up. from her parents. Yeah, she always specifically. Wants me to pick her up. So then, what's your di- what's your different? So with for Autumn, Autumn, I think hers is for sure quality time and physical touch. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I say quality time because whenever me and her are together alone, she's like, "Oh, it's mommy and and Autumn time." And she and whenever you take her on a daddy daughter date, she will literally talk about that date. Forever. Yeah, you're right. Forever. I mean, seriously, this girl can remember the daddy-daughter dates from when she was three years old, and she still talks about them. Like, she prides herself. Yes, literally. So she prides herself on quality time. And so I think she's really big on quality time. Physical touch as well, because she always wants to be up under me. And they like to be up under you, too. But I think I'm more like... Even though your love language is physical touch, I think I'm more physically affectionate with the children, you know? And that's, you know, just a a product of upbringing and what our comfortability levels are. And so I think that they really yearn for that physical touch from me, all three of them, honestly. And so, yeah. And so August, though, I totally agree with you. Um, Quality time and physical touch. They all, when they really want words of affirmation, because it's not like they seek words of affirmation. Like, they're not like, Mom, did I do a good job? Did I do a good job? Kids that seek words of affirmation are going to say things like that. Like, what did you think? Are you going to tell me you love me? That kind of thing. And so they seek words of affirmation if we give words of affirmation to another child. Like, to somebody else, to a cousin, or to one of their other siblings, you know. To, if I give words of affirmation to Autumn, then August and Josie want words of affirmation, you know, and vice versa. And so, you know, I don't necessarily think it's words of affirmation unless the other one is getting it. And then gifts, really to me, who don't like gifts? Like, it's not, I don't think there's anybody out there like, please don't buy me a gift. Maybe there is. I don't know. Hmm. And so I feel like gifts is like universal. Everybody yeah. likes a gift. I feel like everybody's on the gift spectrum, you know? 
Yeah, everybody likes to receive. But yeah, yeah I, th- I think this is good, though, because I think oftentimes we just kind of shoehorn ourselves into just being parents and have that parent-kid relationship where it's like, I'm the adult, you the child, or whatnot. And it's kind of like a strict raisin that we kind of find ourselves doing. But we don't really, you know, you got to remind yourself that, like, these are really tender little humans that you're raising. Yeah. You know what I mean? And With just, feelings and emotions yeah, and thoughts. And just, and just doing the smallest dreams. the smallest thing of just like what you did tonight, just making them a foot bath and letting them have a little foot bath party for eight minutes or so. Like, that's going to go a long way. It may just, it may just seem like a mess because Josie then knocked over her bucket, of course. <laughs> Playing she, in it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it may seem like a mess, which, you know, that's really my, like, yeah, that's my thing. Like, I hate, like, messes, kid messes, per se. But, um, but this is, like, it's really, like, memories. It's, like, it's core memories, and it's really building up, like, you know, just the, the loving area for them, just loving on them, and, you know what I mean, just being tender with them. Because, you know, I'm just trying to think, like, when I, when, when I was a kid, like, I wish I would have had like a memory like that, like where yeah, somebody man. did you a foot bath, you know? Yeah, or, or you know, like let me give you a massage right quick. You yeah. know what I mean? My mama, they, you know, I mean, I mean, I can't blame my mama. She, like I said, my mom was a single mom. She had seven kids. She had a lot going on, <laughs> but she did. Her, I mean, she did her best. Um, but yeah, like, and just knowing now, like as an adult, like it really doesn't take that long, or it doesn't take that much effort or time for you to just do something as simple as you know a little, a little foot, foot bath. bath that they had tonight so yeah my mom good. for sure gave me some foot baths and massaged my feet and stuff and then i used to massage her feet when i was a kid and so my mom was i mean she was kind of before her time you know and so i kind of strive to be like her in a lot of ways but tonight just reminded me like to get out of the hustle and bustle of everyday life and to just do those little things but also it reminds me like to tell the kids to care for themselves. How did you care for yourself today? How were you nice to yourself today? You know? And then, um, it also, the third reminder it gives me and you probably is that really we need to love them in all the love languages. We need to do everything, you know, the quality time, the acts of service, instead of calling them all the way back upstairs to pick up their clothes off the floor, we could just pick them up. Honestly, you know, Oh, you don't have to do that every time. It's not teaching your kids to be lazy, but if your child's, if you know your child's love language is acts of service, pick up their clothes for them, do their, do one of their chores for them or whatever. If you know your child's love language is quality time, Make sure you plan those daddy-daughter dates and those mommy-son dates and mommy-daughter dates and daddy-son dates. Make sure you plan those at least once a month or even just pencil out Lego time for during the day, you know, mm-hmm. or even if it's five minutes and then gifts. Let them let them kids pick out that gum when they go to, not you, babe, but in general. Let them kids pick out their gum when they go to the store, you know. Let them pick out a, a candy or their favorite treat or something from Dollar Tree or something from Target, you know. Come home and surprise them with things sometimes, you know. Gifts make everybody feel special. Kids are little people at the end of the day. And so we really have to um, be um, intentional about loving on them. But yeah, so yeah that's, that's my stuff. that's good stuff i spoke my piece <laughs> all right so that was our roots and bloom segment you ready for now it's time lifestyle whose song is the, that again it's, it's, that's young thug and rich homie kwan oh, okay. you don't know about that i do not 
Dang, you a grandma. So I actually had a little bit of a topic for us today. Okay, I don't go know ahead. If you remember? Because um, I kind of ran it by you. We were going to talk a little bit about plastic surgery, or do we want to save that for another time? No, go ahead. Plastic surgery. So I forgot why we were going to talk about this. Do you remember? Somebody had like a crazy looking BBL, I think. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> it looked like you ever, a- Y'all ever see like them people that be walking around and you be like, what? Like, come on now. Yeah. You got the house like that? <laughs> like, I didn't see, I didn't ran into some crazy BBLs. I'm talking about like, girl, come on now. You got you elephantitis about the butt. Not elephantitis about the butt. Like, I'm what rolling. is going on here? Like I mean, a- the thighs ain't matching the nothing. Or a sack of potatoes. That, the booty <laughs> from a whole other planet. Like, what's going on? <laughs> Well, they they have all types of surgeries these days. Like, okay, so some surgeries people might need for something like, you know, like it's something that they actually need, like um, fixing your lip or something if you have a cleft palate. Like that's, you know, something that you might need. Or if you have a scar or something that's like across your face or something, I don't know, they might fix that. Or if your nose gets broken, they got to fix your nose. So, you know, we all understand that. So, like, what about we the other... We talking about everybody trying to make themselves into a Barbie. Oh, you know what a video was? It was somebody with a, with a crazy... They were born with a crazy nose. And I don't really... You know, I think everybody is usually born... They're born the way God wants them to be born. But this lady's nose was out of this world. I mean, seriously, it was really out of this world. And so, um, she had the surgery to fix it, and she looked like so much better she was so confident and it was just looked great unfortunately though when she has kids you know them genetics them then the mm. noses you know you might you might get the same thing in your child and so i just think it's interesting so what's your stance on plastic surgery well i mean i think that i mean it's twofold in regards to what you saying like if somebody has like a cleft palate or something like that of course if they want to get that fixed that's you know that's one thing because i think you know loving yourself and just accepting yourself it it could go it it, it could go a a certain way for some people because if you have a cleft palate it might not be that they're just um not like that they don't love themselves but oftentimes if you see somebody walking with a cleft palate they're gonna get looks because it's different from everybody else you know what Mm -hmm. i mean and i think sometimes people like a cleft palate for example they might just want to get that corrected just to avoid all that. And it, and it's sometimes it's medical. You need to get it, yeah. you know. Or, you know, just to avoid the kid. You know, kid, the one thing about kids is that kids are just unfiltered. So if they see you walking around and, like, you know what I mean? And you got, they, an extra, you got an extra <laughs> ear or something, you yeah, know? Yeah, like, they're going to point it out. So I'm, what's I guess that? I should have said cosmetic surgery instead of plastic surgery. So any cosmetic surgery. Yeah, but anyway, so in that regards, and yeah, but then, like I said, I think we now we're we're entering into a culture. We're not even entering into a culture. We've been in a culture where people are literally just, like I said, they're trying to become Barbie. They're literally just changing themselves, and it's just like to what extent? Actually, it's an, it's an interesting time because I feel like now more and more women. I think they're because really mostly what we see are women like getting the surgeries, getting the BBLs, and whatever else or whatnot but now you got people like for instance like black china has had a turn you know i mean a change of heart and like she's removed all like the fillers in her body and things of that nature Uh um but yeah we just came from like a a generation of just like really this i I feel like the spokespeople for plastic surgery and cosmetic surgery are like the kardashians 
You know what I mean? You had Kim K in, in her butt. And then you had like, you ever see like on social media where they'll post a picture of like what Kylie looked like when the first season of the Kardashians aired to what she looks like now. And she just looks like a whole totally different person. Yeah. And so I think when you get to that point where you're just like, you're creating a whole different look about you where your dog can't even recognize you. I think that's where <laughs> it becomes a problem. You know what I mean? Where you Not just your like, dog can't recognize you. They're going to smell bruh, you. Bruh, she a whole different... I mean, the whole lips are so different. So you think that's a problem? I, 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 think, <laughs> I think it's a problem. Like, for instance, me... I'll take me, for example. Like, I like I was born with a gap. Like, I got a gap to smile or whatnot. You can easily and, get some braces. Yeah, I can easily get some braces. I can easily get that fixed, but... And why you know, not? I would get it fixed. Why not? Well, it's a part of me. I don't, I'm not really bothered by it. I think me. it adds a little character. It adds a little, you know, it adds a, a little, little dash. Right. It adds a little dash of character. A little dash whatnot. of character. You know what I mean? It adds a dash of character to stick your tongue through your teeth. Yeah, but, you know, it doesn't look too bad. Now, for example, like, you have somebody like James Harden who had a crazy looking grill. I'm glad he got some money and he got that fixed. So, you know, and I, like I said, I think when it goes to certain things, like if you just got something that's a little just crazy and you're like, I just want to get that fixed. I've always been a little bit conscious about it. You know, do you. But when it becomes like addictive, like where you're just changing your whole body and ugh, like, I don't know, like it's just wild. Like sometimes like, I gotta be seeing pictures of like Kim Kardashian, like on the beach or something like that. And I'm just like. That booty just does not match those legs, and it just looked crazy. <laughs> well, see, this is... I have a different opinion on it. So, so my opinion is, mm -hmm. if you like it, I love it, okay? Whatever floats your boat. How you spend your money and what you want to do to your body is completely up to you. If you want to look crazy, then that is completely up to you. So go ahead and, and look crazy. crazy. If you want to change your whole appearance, that is completely up to you. You know, and I just think that people should do what they want to do with their money. So it doesn't really bother me here or there. Now, I might look or do a double take, but that's going to be it. Now, how do I feel about plastic surgery for myself? Um, there's nothing I really think I need plastic surgery on and, but would I be open to like a cosmetic surgery? I'd be open to getting liposuction so I don't have to uh, work out. You could suck a little of this stomach out and you could suck some of these arms out and leave a booty intact and we'd be Gucci. Okay. But you know, there's men that are getting surgeries too. Like they could add abs or like Batman, Batman Kevo. Or there's also, you <laughs> could, um, I don't know who that is, but you could also I'll like, show you after the podcast. <laughs> People could also, um, they've been doing stretching surgery, like you could stretch your body and 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 make yourself oh, taller. Oh, like the dudes that's been getting like the knee the kneecaps. Yeah, you could get yourself a <laughs> like you add a, a couple, couple of inches. Yeah, add yourself a couple that's inches wild. taller, and you know that's. I just think that surgery requires you have to be pretty brave to do that because it requires a lot of pain and stuff, and so I think for people to go through that, they're pretty brave, and you have to really be. Um, uncomfortable with the way you look and so you know i well, just not, think oh go ahead if you're uncomfortable with the way you look to that extent to where you're willing to go through that pain and and change yourself over it then um go ahead now i don't know what you when you get to heaven and you get your new body i don't know what you're gonna look like you feel me it might be the body of your dream so or it might be that back to the old body you had. I don't know. I don't know. But see, that's another that's another avenue for me for plastic surgery too, is because 
like the risk that are that's involved in it. Not to say that everybody that goes under the knife like something bad happens, uh, but you know, risk and everything. Yeah, but you know, every now and then, like we get these stories of like somebody just dying on the operating table just to just to look good for somebody else. Like you know, people die eating grapes and eating popcorn. Yeah, but why? So like, that don't mean we gonna stop eating grapes and popcorn. But yeah, but you're not. But you, but the the difference is you're not eating grapes and popcorn to please <laughs> somebody else. Most of the time, people are getting plastic surgery to please other people like to just look good for other people i think one of my but i mean i guess like one of my favorite quotes is like that we spend money we don't need to impress people we don't know or whatnot um i mean we we buy things we don't need to impress people we don't know and i feel like the same goes for you know plastic surgery like people like will really list their will literally risk their lives just like for a photo op, just to be on Instagram and and grabbing likes here and there. But I feel like everything's a risk. It's a risk every day you step outside your house. Like people are shooting up stores and stuff. Like you know. And so, uh, I say, listen, how you spend your money, YOLO. So, anyways, that's your man opinion and this is my woman opinion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you have any any other topics or anything else you want to say about that topic? No, I just think, I man, I just think that y'all, I just think that you should just really just be comfortable <laughs> with yourself. Love, love you the way that you love you. Yeah, you know I mean, the way that you are, the way that you, the way that you see yourself. You don't, like, if you want to get plastic surgery and change something about you, I mean, more power to you. But yeah, I mean, I'm sure you look fine just the way you are. I think that if just you don't like the it, then fix are. it. If you don't like it, then fix it. And I'm with it. <laughs> hey, I'm a rapper. <laughs> You're not a rapper, but but yeah, honestly though, I think if you don't like it, then you should. Um, and you really don't like it, then go ahead and fix it. Why not? And it's your money, anyways. Your life, your body. So your choice. Hmm. Yeah. So, okay. is that it? Has this been our crafted podcast? Yeah, this has been our crafted podcast. Um, as always, we just thank you guys for tuning in. Um, we thank you guys for listening. Um, if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, man, please rate us. Leave us a rating at the bottom. Um, leave us a comment. Maybe it's something you heard. Maybe it's something you didn't hear that you want you know her. us to talk about. Huh? You didn't hear? Or, yeah, maybe something you didn't hear that you want us to talk about. <laughs> um, I'm so irritating. Yeah, so sorry. go ahead and just drop that in the comments. Um, leave us some topic suggestions. You know, who knows? Maybe we might do an episode where we're just answering just um, listener questions for the whole episode and your question might be one of the topics of that day um so yeah man we just again just thank you for listening to us for just um spending time with us because there's a million other podcasts out there that you could be listening to but you're here with us and we greatly appreciate that so again this has been the crafted podcast i am your host keontae and i am your host Kristen. all right until next time god bless